Hi, everybody. It's Gigi, and I am back, and you are listening to the new show, Gigi's Reality. I am so excited to be back. It has been a hot minute, okay? Um, And what to expect on this show? We are going to get into everything. Nothing's off the table. We're going to talk reality TV. We are going to talk influencers. We're going to talk giveaways. We are going to talk MLMs. We are going to talk relationships. Everything you can think about, we are going to talk about. Nothing is off the table, like I said. It has been so long, I feel like, since I have been on air. And I am just, like, honestly so glad to be back here. It, like, it just makes me so happy. Um, So 45 seconds into the episode, let's address the elephants in the room. Why did I start a new platform? Why did I walk away from Allegedly? Why, why, why? So um, over the last few months, um, as you know, my platform, which is now Gigi's Reality, but prior was Girl Gang 7733, was a platform I set up to basically expose those who were conning the system, not being truthful, um, lying, and like just people using filters while pushing skincare, MLMs taking advantage of people in the uh, pyramid scheme. Just bringing to light the darkness. Um, And it got a lot of people heated. Um, I would say I'm one of the first uh, pages that has done something like this. And a lot of people have a lot of feelings. Um, No one has gone into the influencer space and has called them out on their BS. From there, I think it trickled into a lot of people trying to say that this was bullying what I was doing was attacking women and putting women down instead of lifting them up. And it just was like, it was next level. Um, and with that, uh, there were some crazy followers that were watching my life way too closely. Um, they were watching my every move, commenting on my every move all day, every day on Reddit groups. And I just didn't feel safe anymore. Um, The lengths that people go because I'm exposing the fakealities of social media is crazy to me. I'm trying to think of like a word to describe it. I just can't. Um, There are people and I know um, it's Reddit. You You can't do much about it. But the things that people say online about myself, uh, my pregnancy, my body, my face, like just because I'm exposing the fake alleys of social media, it, it just blows my mind. Um, and I just was ready for a change. Um, I was ready for people to, for me to take the power back, um, essentially, because I felt like it got out of control. Um, I was trying, I'm on a mission to, again, expose the fake alleys of social media. And some people were trying to ruin that. And I'm never going to change that mission. I always want to uplift the good and expose the bad because life is too short. Like, I feel like that's like, I should coin that. I'm just kidding. But I think that we are in a time now where people are done with the bullshit. Um, We're done seeing things that are not really going to suit us um, or people pushing products they don't use or people lying about things that they're doing in their daily lives. So I just think it's time for more of my pages to pop up and not for me, but I mean like other people to start doing this too because there's so much that we can cover in this. Um, 
And I just feel like it's a movement and people are done with that. People want transparency. People want accountability. And I love to be able to bring to light things that are not on that, not aligned to that. But at the same time, I love being able to lift up those that do good. So I made the decision again to move off of Girl Gangs um, because of all that craziness happening and created my own space, Gigi's Reality. And I love it. Um, Look, I'm not like here to dodge people. And like if I make mistakes, 100% call me the hell out because that's on me. If I fuck up, tell me. Um, But just the attacks from a personal standpoint, it was just like not, was not good anymore. Um, now moving on to the next elephant, the allegedly podcast. Look, I know everybody wants the drama and I hate to say it, but there are, there is none. Um, I just was not aligned with my partner. Um, and that happens in this world. This happens in the podcast world all the time. Um, we didn't see eye to eye and I don't think that it was going to work out. So before we got in too deep, I made the decision to reach out and, and the partnership. That's exactly what happened. So um, nothing crazy, no drama. It just didn't work out. And I just needed a change. And now I have my own podcast. And I'm so excited because I just feel like I have more freedom to do what I want on here and talk about what I want. And I feel like I am able to, I I just feel like I have the control back and it feels good. There has been so much going on this week, so let's get into it. Let's kick it off with influencers, the ones we love, our little besties. So first and foremost, um, there was some drama with giveaways this week. Um, We had Amber Massey, Massia on Instagram, and Sarah Joy pick the same winners, um, pick the same winner for their giveaways. And that was this person, Coach Jenny. And I have said this from the beginning. Giveaways are the biggest scam on Instagram. These influencers are using these giveaways to get you to like all their photos for the month or the week, whatever they ask you to do. Comment. And all that does is lead up to them getting their engagement score boosted higher. They then go to the brands and they are able to stay at the rate that they're at or they're able to increase. So they're using the followers to essentially up their rates or keep them at the rates that are making them money. That then in turn, they push the products to you that you buy. So just think about that for a second. So um, on Wednesday, this girl, Coach Jenny, wins this like group giveaway that Amber Massey was a part of. And a follower of mine, which you guys are all sleuths and I love it. I love <laughs> that you guys send me everything. Nobody skips a beat. Everyone knows what's going on and it's incredible. So this follower of mine sends me a screenshot of this girl, Coach Jenny, who just won a giveaway from Amber less than two months prior to the second win that she got. And what I think is crazy is like Amber then responds and is like, I don't keep track of the group giveaways. I don't have control over it. Um, That was her response when people said that you picked her twice. And I think it's complete bullshit. You have full control. Um, You put your money into the giveaway and you trying to say that you don't have control over something is just ridiculous. And every follower should see that for what it is, that they don't give a shit. It's all about engagement to these influencers. The giveaways were set up just for that. 
And I think it's important to call that out. Regardless of good and bad influencers, these giveaways are set up for one reason, and it is to up their engagement game. And with that, um, we then go to Sarah Joy, who is an influencer, I think in Denver, maybe. Um, she's got about 440,000 followers. And yesterday, she picked <laughs> she picked Coach Jenny for her giveaway winning. And everyone went nuts. People were DMing her like, "You're this is a scam, whatever. And like rightfully so. Giving you some context here for the giveaways, you have to show how you got to that random picking of a giveaway. You have to say, I picked this person at random and this is how I did it. You're required to do that. Those are the rules and the laws behind giveaways. You cannot go and just pick who you want. It's illegal. So Sarah takes to her Instagram stories and she seriously admits to picking this chick, Coach Jenny, because Jenny has been in her DMs for months now, she says. She says months and is so uplifting to her and so kind. And when she was going through to pick a winner, she saw it and actually recognized her name and was like, I'm going to pick her. So she admits to her following that she handpicked a winner for her giveaway after she had all those followers of hers who've been following for years some of these people were my dms telling me like all of her photos and like comment so again she's getting the engagement that she needs and she then handpicks the winner and the best thing about all this is the gaslighting with jesus I mean, look, I am religious, but like when somebody then takes it to the level that Jesus told me to do this and Jesus told me to do that, like, I just think that they're, I just think that it's gaslighting. I truly do. Um, Instead of just owning up to your actions, like I made a mistake, I shouldn't have handpicked the person. And it just shows you like how much they just don't give a shit. Um, That's what the bottom line is. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. They don't give a shit. For them, it's about the engagement. For them, it's about what's the next, where's the next paycheck coming from? For them, it's what's the next brand deal. And it's crazy to me, the lies that they tell. Um, I mean, Sarah Joy, I couldn't believe that she admitted that. I really couldn't. Amber Massey, don't even get me started on her. Um, but like, I just think it's crazy. And I think collectively as a whole, we all need to stop partaking in these. We all need to stop giving them this engagement with the liking of the photos, entering the giveaways, because it's, it's not benefiting anyone but them. That's what we have to know. It's only benefiting these influencers. Okay. So further along with the giveaways, let's get into the Kardashians. Like, first of all, Their giveaways are crazy, and they are between two different companies that host these for them. It is Curated Business, which is right outside, which is in Australia, I believe, and then Social Stance Club, um, which is here in the U.S. I think they're in Utah. So Social Stance, they actually um, do all of Khloe Kardashian's giveaways, and to enter that giveaway for Khloe. So basically what these giveaways are are – you enter the giveaway, so you go and follow whoever the Kardashian or the Jenner tells you to follow. Um, let's take social stands, for example. Chloe says, go follow everyone that they're following, and there's 75 accounts. So you have to follow all 75 of those people. And then after that, you have to come back and comment that you entered, and then you're entered to win, whatever. So basically, 
what happens here is the people that are in that 75 spots are the ghost spots. And the ghost spots are people that are not posting about the giveaway. They are just in the follower list and they pay money to get into this because they are wanting to gain followers for the platform. Now, what I think is crazy is the prices that these people pay. And these are not just influencers. They are businesses. Um, so I reached out to Social Stance and I asked them how much it would cost to be a part of it. And they said the cost for Khloe Kardashian's giveaway was $8,000. $8,000. But because it was so close to the giveaway, they were willing to drop the price down to 5800 So even if we did it at 5800 at 75, I'm just, I think this is what it is. It's like $420,000 that they collected for just one giveaway. $420,000. If let's say that everyone paid the $5,800, but if they paid the $8,000, we're talking $600,000 collected for that giveaway. And only $35,000 of that was quote unquote given for a prize. Now, I don't know about you, but that is an insane amount of money. Where is that money going? Why are these Kardashians doing these giveaways? Why do they need that much money? Like, I, it boggles my mind. Take it a step further, curated business. Now, they have been around for a while. They do most of the Kardashians where everyone has to go follow Scott Disick, okay? Kim Kardashian will post something with, like, literally an entire photo of Louis Vuitton boxes and will say, like, oh, you'll win, like, up to 100000 blah, blah, blah. These giveaways between Kim Kardashian or Kris Jenner, I think was one that had just recently done it, and Kylie, they cost between ten all the way up to twenty thousand dollars to be to part- participate in as a ghost spot. Imagine being imagine paying that much money for followers and you're guaranteed they tell you you're guaranteed um up to 125,000 new followers. I mean they are making on those giveaways through curated business per giveaway like one to like $1.5 million. $1.5 million for one giveaway. Um, they're taking out of that with these because it's always 75 people in the ghost spots. So you're like thinking about this and you're like, this is a lot of fucking money. A lot of fucking money. And where is it all going? Um, there was also things that came out that Chris Jenner owns a church. And it is the CCC church. And it is in California. And she had somebody that she found in Starbucks um, who runs it, who's the pastor who actually married Chloe and um, Lamar back in the day when they got married. It, <laughs> allegedly, and how I think that of this is what it's happening is I, I feel like this is a money laundering scheme between the curated business, the social stance into this church. There is something happening. Kim Kardashian on eBay will donate 10% of her earnings from what she sells from the free products that she gets. She sells, she like donates 10% back. And guess where that goes to? The CCC church. You have to pay $1,000 a month to be a, a member of that church. I wouldn't be surprised if Curated Business and Social, and social Stance had a tie to that church. Like I'm 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 I just am very much convinced that this is some type of money laundering scheme that they do because like why else would you have to do giveaways? Like why else are they are the Kardashians doing that? 
I mean, it makes no sense. And then take it a step further with their social media Instagram pages. If you think about it, um, what's her name? Kris Jenner has 43 million followers. 43 million followers. So imagine if your small business gets reposted on her story. Like you are probably going to make bank that month. 100%. You're going to, people are going to flood to your pages. People are going to buy that because they want to buy what the Kardashians are buying. Well, I had a small business owner tell me that she was reposted and I saw it. She was, her business was reposted on Kris Jenner's page. She had 10 new visits to her website. 10 in the entirety of the day. Imagine getting reposted by a by Chris Jenner and literally only having 10 people come to your website. So that tells me one thing. Their entire following is a fakeality that it's like all bullshit. Or they just don't have the power to sell anymore and people don't trust what they're putting out there. Um I think it's a fakeality. I think that they are bluffing a lot of what's happening on social media. Um, and that's just what I, that's just my two cents in that. But like, could you imagine getting as a small business, like getting so excited, like, yes, this is the day. I am literally about to be reposted by Chris Jenner and then getting nothing out of it. No return on investment. And the same thing happened with a makeup artist I heard um, on a TikTok where he had said that Kim Kardashian is so cheap. She'll say like she'll repost you on her stories and there's no return on investment. And I wonder why. Make it make sense. Like you think about it and you're like these people are like supposed to be like these huge moguls in our world. Like like shaping the way of like beauty and like products and everything in that sense. And here we are. (laughs) And they have no ROI when they repost people on their stories. And that is crazy to me. I think that the Kardashians are just utter bullshit. I think that they have us all fooled. I don't think their following is as real as we think. Um, and I think it's just one big fakeality. Do you ever see the show on HBO, the, um, the fake influencers, how they made those influencers and everyone was like wanting to buy what they were giving and it started off with them buying fake users? I think that is the same situation we're seeing with the Kardashians. Um, I just think it's a facade and I don't think it's real. And I think that there might be some serious things happening behind the scenes that we need to do a little bit more investigating in, which we'll dedicate an entire episode to this um, and get into it further with the church and the money and the, and the giveaways. But I just wanted to touch on that because I can't believe the amount of money people spend and they end up getting so many bots from these giveaways. Um, I've spoken to one person that, that actually partook in this and they did, they got uh, bots flooded their page. So, um, they spent more time removing followers than they did gaining followers. So be careful with that. Um, next let's get into some reality tea. Earlier this week, there was a rumor that an A-list singer, um, was angry at another A-list singer. Because she slept with her boyfriend and also slept her way to getting songs over this other A-list singer. Automatically went right to Britney Spears because Britney Spears also called out Christina Aguilera um, for her not stepping up and saying anything about Britney when she was on the red carpet. Here's what I have to say about that. I believe it. 
100%. I think that Christina has been jealous of Britney for a very, very, very long time and did what she could to one-up her. Um, Christina was also on tour with Justin at some point. Um, so totally believable that she slept with Justin Timberlake. That is the rumor that that is who she slept with. And also slept with producers and songwriters to get songs over Britney is just crazy to me. Um, I know that Christina also tweet it um in the summer in support of Britney but I am somebody that goes by actions if you cannot speak your actions in public and show what you are writing on a tweet quote unquote I don't believe you I think that's all for show and that's all for getting the love back in your corner I think that Christina has been jealous of her forever and it's sad because they grew up together Um, They were both on the Mickey Mouse Club and they both were on shows together. So I just think that it's sad that Christina still holds this over that. And I just think that Britney has gone through enough and it's time that people have her back um, versus the BS that we saw on the red carpet. Next up, we've got Bravo Gossip. So Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's get right into Jen Shaw. Now we all... And if you are not familiar, Jen Shaw was indicted for her alleged role in a long-running telemarketing scheme um, while they were filming for season two. So she got arrested in March. They were filming then. Incredible timing. I never know how Bravo does this and captures everything, but they got it. Um, and basically what she did was she went and like stole people's identities and were selling it to other companies and she also laundered money. Now she was indicted with her assistant, Stu, who just most recently took a plea deal. Okay, he pled guilty and he's going to be taking a plea deal in March. He could be facing up to 70 years in prison. 7-0. Jen Shaw thinks that she is untouchable. She thinks that she is not going to be affected by this, that she is just going to go to court, have her day in court, and that's it. She's going to be found not guilty. What I think is crazy is, like, if you were to have listened to that arraignment call, which I think many of us were on, it was incredible. Um, great morning. I took off. I was like, this. I'm dedicating my morning to listening to Jen Shaw's arraignment call. Um, I think people like dialed in from across seas, too. It was so good. So the district attorney, I believe, who was on the case stated, and I quote, Jen Shaw and Stewart, I forget his name, apologize for that. But like they are the worst two out of the, I think, 10 or 12 that were being investigated for this case. So the other people that prior, there was 10 others that were investigated and they were, they've already been found guilty. She's the worst of the worst and she's facing up to 70 years. Like, and now her assistant, Stewart, has flipped insane insane stuff and she thinks that she's untouchable and I just think that it's crazy that this is like happening before our very eyes Bravo has like all the ins and outs of this and we are just going to watch it unfold um it's incredible tv it really is it never ceases to amaze me but what I don't get is anyone supporting her um what she did was horrible she took advantage of the elderly she profited off of them she's a scam artist um, and I get it, innocent until proven guilty. But after seeing Stewie, Stewart, Stewart, um, plead guilty, it's like, come on. 
he knows he's done for it and now he's going to flip on Jen. So we'll have to wait to see how that plays out. It'll be happening in March um, when her trial starts. So it should be very interesting. Um, talking about people who have her back, Heather Gray. And you, it begs to wonder, why does she have her back? Why does she keep going back and saying, I love Jen, I'm going to visit her in jail. Whatever she needs, I'm going to be there for her. What does Jen have on Heather? And I had somebody DM me and say that Heather has done some racist things that could ruin her career, her life, and Jen has the evidence. And that is why Heather is like kissing her ass and being there for her. But then you think about it and you're like, why allow someone to have that much power over you? If you've done something in the past that you are not proud of, own it. Own it and apologize and be better. That's all you have to do. We get it. Nobody's perfect. But like the fact that she's going this far to protect Jen just makes you wonder how bad it could possibly be. And that's a scary thought because I love Heather. Um, And I just think it's crazy to me that she's involved with this. Next, we've got Winter House. So if you guys are watching Winter House, this is a mix between Southern Charm and um, Summer House. So we've got... Kyle Cook, who is from Summer House, Amanda Petula, who's also from Summer House, Paige DeSorba, DeSorbo, sorry, um, who's also another cast member, um, and then we've got Austin Kroll from Southern Charm, Lindsay Hubbard again from Summer Char- from Summer House, Sierra Miller, Craig, Andre, Julia, and Gabrielle, um, and then. Yes, that's all of them. So they're all in this house for, I think it was like two or three weeks. They're in this house together. And it's a fucking shit show. Literally huge party after party after drinking. Wild. Um, Great entertainment. And we see sides of people that we haven't necessarily seen yet. So in Summer House, we have seen Paige always be Hannah's bestie. Whatever Hannah does, Paige was doing with her. Um, Like not really having her own storyline. So I was excited to see how Paige was going to be on this show. Um, and I mean, it didn't, she didn't disappoint. She had the hots for Andrea. Um, they hook up and then you see Sierra and I've never seen this side of Sierra. So I love seeing that. Like she's very vulnerable. She hooks up with Austin Kroll. So then we have Lindsay Hubbard, um, who I love. I love her so much. Um, she like starts off the show that, um, she's in love with Austin or Austin said that like he wanted to end up with her or whatever. And then Austin's like, no, I think of you have my sister. Then she ends up hooking up with, I think his name is Jason, um, who is a model in New York. He's so hot. Um, good for her. So I don't know if you guys put this together, but Hannah Burner goes on at the same time that winter house is filming that she was not asked to come on to because she was fired from summer house. Um, and does an ex- exclusive with People Magazine and tells them that she's engaged to her fiance. I don't even know his name, nor do I care to know his name. So the house finds out, but you don't know this. You don't know that they know. So all this drama is happening because of Hannah again. And what's crazy is like this girl just doesn't go away like ever so like you see things happening in the show but like the real inside thing because the producers weren't going to give her the time of day 
But she had announced her her engagement, and nobody knew but Paige and Sierra, I think, maybe, or maybe just Paige. So the house was finding out together while they were filming that Hannah was engaged. And that's like a, that was like a huge slap in Kyle and Amanda's face. Um, and I believe this was right before that the reunion. So what I just think it's like it's crazy to me that the manipulation continues with Miss Hannah Burner and like how she plays this victim, but she does things so calculated. And you have to wonder like <sighs> why? Let it go and move on and move on with your life. Like, furthermore, you fast forward, her and Paige do this podcast on Call Her Daddy, and they, like, destroy Kyle. Destroy him. And, look, I'm not saying – I'm not taking anyone's side. I – from my point of this is I get why Hannah did it. Hannah hates Kyle. They didn't get along. Whatever. But Paige – Paige is friends with Kyle – Paige is friends with Kyle and is best friends with Amanda and just stood at their altar a few weeks prior to this episode being recorded. So seeing that, I then go back to exactly how I felt about Paige from the beginning, that I think she is a mean girl. I think that she thinks her shit does not stink, that she thinks that she is this, like, miss amazing human, like, no one can touch me, I'm a badass type of person. And that's fine. You can be that way. But I don't like her. Um, I've had this feeling. And ever since somebody came forward to tell me that she was harassing them and stalking them and has a restraining order on Paige because Paige was coming after them, I knew she was a mean girl. I knew that she was not a good person. And I will stand by that. Um, So not a fan of Paige. I just like, I'm not a fan. And yeah, that is the tea on that digest that because that's a lot. Okay, let's get into influencers. So a lot happened this week. Um, We had Black Friday and every influencer had codes for everything. Um, And like, let me just tell you how my day goes too when I log on to my Instagram page. I have so many people that send me that she didn't disclose this, she didn't disclose that. Um, I also have people that say like she's wearing a filter while pushing skincare. And um or she's wearing a filter while pushing like teeth whitening products. So from there, I see Luminol, um, who is a organic teeth whitening company, and they were allowing influencers to use heavy filters while pushing their products. And I called them out. (laughs) And I called them out because one of my followers had sent them a DM and said, one of your influencers who is posting stuff is not disclosing her ads or shadily hiding them and wearing a filter. And Luminol responded, you should do, you should find something better to do with your time. Um, excuse me. So I took that and I posted it on my girl gangs page because it's public. Um, and I tagged them. And they were denying it. They Then everyone started, like, all of my followers started DMing them, saying, like, how could you say that to somebody, like, all this stuff. They were saying that I fabricated the DM. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I go back to the person who sent the DM originally, and I said, send them another DM and say that this is not fabricated. So then I screenshot it and send and post that on my story. So then they block that person. They block her. And so I post it. I'm like, you, so instead of just like owning up to your shit, you're going to block them. 
So obviously this has created a shitstorm for Luminol. Um, I then get a DM from the head of marketing, Jason, and he wants me to get on with him and the chief marketing officer um, to discuss what happened. And I'm like, absolutely. I have no problem doing that. Um, I wish more brands would do that. I truly do. I wish more brands would be involved and would take more accountability for their influencers on their platform pushing their products. Because at the end of the day, if you've got your brand and you've got influencers that are lying or putting filters on and selling lies to to the consumers, it's like, what kind of brand are you standing for? So with that, I get on the call and I'm like, hello, everybody. And we, and um, I think it was Claire, her name. I'm sorry, my pregnancy brain, I just like, does not work. So the chief marketing officer gets on and she's like talking to me, kindest woman in the, in the world. She's so kind and she's so self-aware and aware of what's happening and taking accountability of like what happened with the situation and explaining it to me. And they were like mortified as to what happened and explaining that they had like been talking about this all day and trying to figure out a solution. Um, and then from there, she was like, look, there's some times where we don't have control over all these influencers and how they are coming on and like posting at different times because we want it to be organic. Like when they post, we don't want to give them a time frame in that sense. So we can't keep track of all of it. So right from there, I like my first thought is if you can't keep track of all the influencers, then maybe you shouldn't be working with that many. Um, because it's very damaging to a brand if you've got people that are using heavy filters to push a product for you or even like like the um, the fake teeth. If you've got that, um, it's like it's like a lie. So I like begin talking to them and explaining like what I do on my platform and the reason why I called them out. And like she literally like owned it and was like, I completely agree with what you're sending for. I love what you are doing and um, the holding holding you accountable page. Like I love what they are doing too. I think it's very important. We don't want to have a brand of people that are lying to their followers or putting filters. Like we also are going to like beef up our contracts in that sense where it says that if you do that, we will no longer work with you, which I think is great. And I think, and they're going to like make a statement too about it. Um, and I love that they did that. If there was more brands that took more accountability like Luminol did, like imagine the world we would be in. Not allowing influencers to use filters. Like Dime Beauty is the epitome of that, where they allow every influencer to put filters on when they're pushing their lash serum, put filters on when they're pushing their uh, face serum, or like not disclosing when they're getting paid. Again, reminder, influencers, when they're getting paid um, for an ad or they have a link that gets them commission, they have to disclose that that is a commissionable link or that is a hashtag ad. And Dime Beauty doesn't give a shit. Um, I'm going to say that openly because I've literally had words with them and they don't give a shit. They just care about the money coming in. So like for you as the consumer, why would you want to buy a product where these influencers have no regard? They are distorting what really you're buying at that point because they're putting filters on products that you're buying. Um, the faux farmhouse woman, she uses a filter all the time. Um, the I think it's our faux, far, uh, our faux farmhouse is the influencer. 
And she, quote unquote, admitted to using a filter all the time. And people are like, well, that's okay. I'm like, no, that's not okay. Just because someone admitted to it doesn't mean that it's okay. Um, If you feel insecure that you, and this is the OFAR mouse, she said that she was insecure, so she has to use filters. If you are insecure and you have to use filters, then don't push skincare. Make that one thing that you don't push on your brand or on your platform because it's just a, it's just a lie. You're lying to your followers because it's not really what it looks like because you're distorting the product. Um, she does it with clothing too. And I think clothing as well is a facade because what if you ordered, and and I'm taking this from Bravoing together because we were talking about this. It's like, what if you wanted to order a like a peach sweater and the influencer has the uh, filter on and then you go and look at it and it's completely different on the site. It's like a tangerine. That's not what they recommend it, but they still get the clicks because you clicked on the link to get to that thing. So it's all just like this fakeality of it all. And it goes back to like, who's going to take accountability. And again, Luminol step the hell up. And I have so much respect for them. And I told them, I was like, I will come on my platform and recommend you every day. If you stand by what you say and you make the changes. And I really, truly think they are. They asked me for a list of people who I think are, um, truthful, good influencers that people respect and like know that are transparent and, are hold themselves accountable on their own pages and I will be delivering that to them this week. Um, I will also be sending them a problematic list of influencers with screenshots um, of these people who use filters when they are pushing their products and I think it's just very problematic and I will never not push that. Um, But it just goes back to this whole thing with these influencers. Like we know a lot of them lie. We know a lot of them are pushing products just for a paycheck. But like, why do we follow them? They're not bringing us joy. They don't do anything for us. It's like we, like when I get messages sent to me, like this person's not doing this and this is not doing them. Stop following them. Stop giving them that engagement. Stop looking at their stories because you're only just then, again, like I had said in the beginning of this episode, you're going right back to their engagement pocket where you're looking at their stories it goes right back to that score which then in turn gets them the rate that they get paid by brands or even increased so I just think that we all need to collectively stop supporting those who are not bringing us joy that lie that use filters that don't disclose their ads because they don't give a shit imagine if we went into our jobs and we were like you know what I'm just not going to send this person the contract, but I'm going to send them the data because why not? We would get fired or written up. This is their, these are these influencers jobs. This is what they do for a living. This is their full-time position. If they cannot handle doing things like disclosing their ads properly or not wearing a filter when pushing products or better yet, choosing a giveaway winner at random when after they ask you to jump through hoops for them why are you supporting them? We shouldn't be. We need to move away from this. And I feel like once we start collectively stopping support of these people that are so problematic, what a world it's going to be, um, the difference it'll make on the platform. Because maybe then they'll humble, humble themselves and they will want to make the change. But right now, they're not changing because they don't have to. And that's plain and simple. And last but not least, let's wrap up with Laura Beverlin. Um, She is an influencer on Instagram. I believe she has like a million, 1.2 million followers maybe around there. Um, But anyway, 
So earlier today, or earlier this week, she announced that she bought a farm with Marky, um, and they sold their home and all the furniture in it, so they had to move quickly. So as the week progresses, she is like talking about how they're painting in the house, they're taking family photos, that they got a horse, all this stuff. But everyone's calling them out for their bullshit. Um, I believe there's one picture, which I will link here, of Marky painting walls, and there's no paint on the brush. Um, it's like a fakeality in her world. Um, well, the sluice of the internet, of course, went and looked up the information. They bought this house on September 29th, um, which I'm sure for security and like safety reasons, they didn't share that with everybody. Um, but for them to sit there and act like this just happens like that quickly, I think is ridiculous. You don't have to share that you, whenever you bought a home, but to act like it happened right when your other house sold, I think is ridiculous. Um, there's also rumors that she has had some issues with contractors, um, and they're, might be some legal proceedings following that. But what I think is most crazy is she thinks that like her following is stupid. Um, and when I say that is she, you can tell pre-records all of her content. Nothing she shares with you is real time. Um, and you can tell by her nail polish color, um, and holding you accountable. She actually has this, uh, she's been, she's been watching this over the last few days, but it's, it, make it make sense. So I think she was getting called out. So she was doing these family photos and she had a, a color on and then she went onto another story and there was a different color on her nails. So people start calling her out and then she took to her stories after that and said, oh, I'm going to take my nail polish off, whatever, like trying to cover her ass. And it's like, why do you have to be so fake? And I think Laura Beverly is one of the fakest out there um, on the platform and is dangerous to have a large platform like she does. Um, and I'll get into this in, a, in another episode, but I do think um, she's one of the influencers that struggles with infertility and she's been going through IVF process, but I think she takes advantage of that with her following and uses when she speaks about infertility to her benefit and when it benefits her from a money standpoint. So she'll put the story up, something to do with that, and the next thing you know, there's a slide. So I've talked about this before, how people put in like something sad, and then right after that, they post an ad. So like they hook you in from an emotional standpoint, and then like next thing you know, you, you've got an ad, and you feel bad, and you wanna click, and, and all that for that. She, I think, does this way too much. And I just don't think it's right. Um, it's horrible for her to be struggling with what she does. And I have no experience with that. And I have no idea. But what I think is like to sit there and, and put your journey up there is very brave to do. 100%. And I give her, I give her an applaud for that. Um, but where I don't like where she takes this is she uses it to her advantage when she needs to push a product. And if you watch her stuff, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and it's just gross. I love using that word gross. So, um, with that, I just like this whole thing about her home. So she's trying to claim that they had to move out and then they bought this like farmhouse in that sense. Well, that's not the case. The timeline doesn't add up. Nothing makes sense. She's been filming content at that house since October 18th, I think. And what people thought is that she got that house to film content in. 
um, that that house was going to be there for her to do videos in that sense. And then you think, too, it's like you spent all this time, like, building that other home of yours and, like, doing all these things, but what was it for, you know? Um, So I just think that, like, this goes back to the whole fakeality that they only show you what they want you to see. And, look, I'm not saying influencers need to tell you every little damn thing about their lives, but she is one of the fakest out there. Um, and she only set shows things that are going to put her in a light of like perfection. And that's exactly what it is. Um, and I just don't have time for it. Um, she doesn't disclose. She's also like notorious for not disclosing her ads. She was the person uh, in question. Um, when that one follower of mine called out Luminol because she wasn't disclosing the ads and, I'm just not going to disclose what Luminol said about her, but I just think that she has a page where she is just careless. Um, And what I think is dangerous is she, again, portrays this perfect lifestyle, these these photos with her and Marky and how they're just so happy. And, like, it's just bullshit. Like, show us the real you. And if you can't do that, then admit that. Say that. Like, look, this is not really reality. This is just, like, what I want to show you. Um, and she'll never do that. She never will, which is, it is what it is. Um, but I just think that Laura is dangerous. So we will be doing an episode. I know everyone keeps asking me when we are going to deep dive Laura Beverlin. We are going to start all the way from the beginning. And when I say all the way from the beginning is like where they started then and where they are now. And I think we might even do a segment like that on my Instagram page, like where that, like for all influencers, where they were then and, and where they are now, like what, work they've gotten done and and how they've changed with their appearances and and what they've done like how they've come up from where they started and if they've changed to like this unrecognizable unrecognizable person um I just think that a lot of these influencers do a lot of things um to kind of push their brand in a way that is just like not really them and it's sad but um, when it comes to Laura Beverlin, no, they didn't just purchase that home. That home was purchased on in September. She started creating content in October. They had already painted that home and furniture was in there. So that whole segment you saw this week that had nothing to do with this week. It was already prior content. And it's like, how can you trust someone that's literally putting up a facade? I think the other night she also posted a video of her gothing at 7 p.m., um, ma'am, we are in daylight savings time and it's actually dark at that time. So it looked like it was in the middle of the day. It's like, why lie? Why lie? It's just weird to me. And like, what is going through your head that you have to do that? Um, and then I just feel like her too, like her and Marky and their staged photos. So we will get into it for sure. We will dive that whole saga of Laura Beverlin because I think it's due. And I think we do need to do, do need to talk about what she does on her platform and how it is dangerous to people. It's just like Amber Massey. Um, and I have talked about this. She portrays this like perfect mommy blogger, which trend management, another one we'll get into, um, stands behind. But in reality, so many people have come forward and talked about how horrible she is in person. She's not a nice person. Um, she's done some terrible things to people, regardless of what she did with her arrest. Like, let's just put that aside. What she does in her day-to-day life to people outside of that Instagram page is not okay. And I don't think it's okay for people like that to have a platform of that many. It's dangerous. And it puts this idea in people's heads, like, I need to live up to this expectation when this, this woman doesn't even live up to it because it's not even who she is. Um, 
So I just hope like in time that we're able to get to a place where we can move away from this crap and stop promoting and stop giving attention to these platforms that are (sighs) trash. Yes, I said it and I don't feel bad about it because it's my podcast. So with that, we are just about done our first episode of Gigi's Reality. And look, I am excited and I was nervous because one, I mean, you get onto here and you're doing it by yourself and you think like, what am I going to talk about? But like, there's so much to talk about on here. And I love you all and I've missed being on here. Um, next week, I think we're going to dive deeper um, into Laura Beverly. And there's also a Disney influencer that we will talk about who has a sketchy past and has been like <laughs> scamming a lot of these Disney influencers. Um, so we'll get into that as well. Um, and obviously reality TV drama. And, um, with that, please subscribe, like, comment, review my podcast. I love you guys. Follow me on Gigi's reality. And that's T E A. Yes, that is a pun. Um, I hope everyone has a great day and I'm just so excited. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully the next time I talk to you, Finn's here, which I highly doubt at this point with the rate that we're going. Bye!